ladies 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 spring is here and summertime is right around the corner i know many of you are planning vacations and you're going places i'm so excited for you some of you are taking vacations that you haven't you haven't even been anywhere in like two years because of the pandemic and i'm so excited for you if you go to glowmob.com that's g-l-o-w-m-o-b-b.com i have such cute inventory really cute shirts and bikinis and bathing suits and one-of-a-kind flip-flops and flip-flops that match the bathing suits and all kinds of things and I also have an Etsy shop Glow Mob Boutique just remember it's spelled M-O-B-B check out what I have I have really good prices and shipping is pretty fast so don't forget summer is on its way and you want those toes to be looking nice and cute in these flip-flops <laughs> And that's what day you glow was about. I myself. I, know I don't I shine. I glow. And I'm it's seeping out of my pores that I'm a survivor, to do a strong work. woman, and not one to be tested. Don't be afraid to glow. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the more it scares you, the more you should do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to She Said What. I'm so happy that you decided to join me today. This podcast episode is going to be a little bit different from the previous ones that you've heard. It's still going to be the same real talk. It's still going to be the same honesty and candidness and all of that. But I'm going to slow it down a little bit because of the nature of what I'm talking about. And um, this is something that's so important because I know many of us, whether some people want to admit it or not, are actually struggling or have struggled, or will struggle with healing. Healing, healing, healing. Now, the type of healing that I'm talking about is not the kind of healing when you cut yourself or even break a leg or something like that. You know, you get a certain amount of time, an estimated amount of time of when that bone is going to mend and, when you know, when that scar is going to maybe go away or at least dull it a little bit, but it won't be bleeding any longer. But the kind of healing I'm talking about is the healing that comes from inside. You know, many of us have experienced trauma in our lives. I mean, things that you wouldn't tell anyone. Things that some of you, many of you are taking, are going to take to your death. I could sit here and tell you all day long that you don't have to live in shame, that you don't have to do that. But I understand that when it what what comes along with trauma, what comes along with people hurting you and betraying you and treating you like you're nothing is a lack of trust. And this is a reason why many of you carry it on into your romantic relationships, your friendships, your familial relationships and so on and so forth, even at work, it's because at one point in time, someone made you feel so very, very deeply on the level of yourself that what you say doesn't matter, that what you think doesn't matter, that you yourself doesn't matter, and then they petrified you. 
Now, it could be a combination of all four or four plus more. But the whole thing is you were traumatized. Some of us in childhood, I was. And sometimes I have to take a deep breath like I just took there because I find that even when I begin talking about this kind of subject matter, I begin to tense up and I begin to hold my breath. And don't get me wrong, I've done years and years and years of therapy. I've tried countless medications. I've done a lot of things in order to heal from trauma. I've tried different forms of therapy. EMDR is one of the ones that I'm going to use when I become a therapist. And it's eye movement, uh, desensitization and reprocessing. It basically helps you reprocess the trauma, but um, you no longer see it in the same way. And it's very, very helpful. But it takes some time and it takes trust and you have to gain trust with your counselor or your therapist in order to do these kind of things. But how can you trust them when you don't feel like you can trust anyone? How can you do that? A lot of you are walking around and you you really are, because you're so hurt, you're still hurt, you have done things that have kind of messed things up with really good people. And I'm not sitting here and I'm not pointing the finger at you and I'm not saying this is what you did, this and that, but you know I'm keeping it real with you because I've done it too and it's been done to me. I dated some very damaged and broken people in my life. And you know why I did that? Because I was damaged and broken as well. I can remember in some of them, I wasn't as damaged as them, but I still had this thing inside of me like I wanted to save them. But because they were so damaged and broken, they could not love me. They couldn't. They hurt me. And treated me like shit. This is not something that I want to sit here and admit that I'm, 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 I'm not proud of it or anything. But I have to tell you, when you are in that headspace of feeling like you don't deserve better. I talk about this in one of the earlier episodes, but not so much in depth. When you feel like you don't deserve better. When you feel like you don't matter. When this person is reinforcing the beliefs that trauma has given you. Rejection. You don't matter. What you say doesn't matter. Sometimes we stay with them. Not because, well, we really feel like we deserve it necessarily. But more so is it's familiar territory. My mother always treated me like that before I left at 13. Nothing I said mattered. Nothing I did mattered. I didn't matter. And I didn't realize that I was taking this with me all through life, even when I was somewhat of a savage and was breaking hearts and dating wealthy men and going all around the world. And I wasn't getting attached to anyone. But there's different forms and there's levels to it. And then when I finally decided, all right, I'm going to start loving people. I mean, it wasn't like a 
cognizant decision like that. But, you know, when it kind of started happening, it was almost like I really couldn't love them. I could only love them in my way. And most of them were toxic. All of them were toxic anyway, to be honest with you. Every single one of them. I've never been in a healthy relationship yet. But see, part of healing, part of facing things is facing the truth. Part of being honest is being real with yourself. And I am abundantly real with myself. I am abundantly clear with myself. And I think that's something that gives me a heads up versus some of the other people I know because they can look at themselves in the mirror and lie to themselves. And I cannot do that. If I'm not okay, I'm not going to say I'm okay. You know, someone who actually ended up hurting me told me one time, you know, hurt people hurt people. And I thought it was just the most stupidest thing that I ever heard because to me it sounds like it's an excuse. To me it sounds like, well, you know, I'm not in control of what I do to you because I've been hurt as well. But you know what? I did realize that there actually is some truth to it. When you don't know better, you can't do better. You really can't. At some point, and I don't know, you could have had an amazing childhood. And then your first boyfriend or your first girlfriend or your coach or your drill sergeant or someone violated you, made you feel, whether it be physically, emotionally, mentally, all three, or a relationship or something some form of trauma. And what happens is when that trauma is inside of our body, we it's 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 almost impossible to thrive. You become this walking survival piece of survival. You don't see things in their true beauty. It's just it's like and I'm just telling you from the way with me like, even when I went to all these beautiful places in the world, I was there, but I wasn't really there. I can tell you now in retrospect, I was never really present anywhere because I never could relax and just breathe and just say, I'm here, I'm present, this is good. I found myself more relaxed when I was at war in Afghanistan than I was in certain circumstances in the United States. And it was explained to me in therapy that the reason why that happened is because I'm so used to things being volatile. I didn't know how to relax. This is the truth. I never knew. I know now because <laughs> I've done my work. But if you could relate. Some of you might have a hard time just kind of like chilling and relaxing at home by yourself. Chilling and relaxing and enjoying a movie. Do you find that you always have to pick up your phone while you're in the middle of a movie? Do you always need a distraction? When was the last time you actually sat down and did something without choosing something else as a distraction? When was the last time? Trauma is so difficult to 
get through. Healing is not a straight line. Healing is up and down and around and back again. And once you think you're over it or you're no longer thinking about it, you might see something and boom, you're there again. In that moment when you were violated or rejected or when someone made you feel your worst or when someone betrayed you, that traumatic moment comes back to the present. Just when you think, oh man, I thought I was over this. It's so difficult. And I can honestly tell you, see, some one thing about me is there's some people that cannot stand me and they make up all kinds of things about me. But you don't have to make up anything about me because I don't have a problem with sharing my truth, especially when it comes to mental health and things like this. I don't have a problem with it because I know that I'm helping someone else. I can honestly tell you, by the grace of God, I met an amazing therapist. And I saw her for a little bit over five years, and we worked hard. And we worked hard. Oh, God, I just thought I saw a bug. (laughs) I swear. We worked hard. And um, because we worked so hard together, I learned to trust her. And because I learned to trust her, then we started doing you know, exercises and stuff like that and things that I couldn't, that I would not have been able to do with someone else, to be honest with you. It was the right person at the right time. Amazing woman. Some of you really need to go to therapy. And it's time. It's time to open up. This is a professional. This is someone whose job it is to trust them. And if you find that you go to a therapist and you don't feel like you trust them at first. Give it some time. And if you feel like they just don't get you, then you can always go and get another one. You're never stuck with the therapist. I got to tell you just a little side note. Me personally, I cannot stand the spring. I can't stand it because of bugs. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm recording. I literally, out the corner of my my eye, I don't care where I am. I almost tossed the microphone. (laughs) I'm not even going to edit that out because, you know what, this is real. I'm not going to edit that out. For what? (laughs) I literally almost tossed the microphone to the side. With bees, with whatever. I don't care if it crawls or if it flies. I don't want it near me. I don't. And it's probably because I'm a city girl. But let me tell you this. I feel like I'm losing my accent. I really do. And I hate it. I was listening back to one of my podcast episodes. And I was like, I don't sound the way I used to. I can't lose my accent. (laughs) but anyway back to what we were talking about (laughs) Woo! I can't stand bugs I'm telling you like I'm still looking around because I swear I almost saw something from the corner of my eye but let me get back to you (sighs) trauma is uh, it's no joke and if you don't get help 
Baby, listen. If you do not get help, this is going to eat you alive. You need help. It will eat you alive. The repercussions of it. The loneliness that comes because you're pushing people away when you actually really want them. We all need people. We all need love. See, my thing was, and I'm not going to say my problem was, this is what my thing was because I didn't know better at the time, is that I was trying to make someone love me that really didn't care about me because I really wanted us to love each other. I really wanted her to be it. I was willing to compromise myself, things that I wanted. I mean, I was never even taken out on a date or anything by this girl. I was willing to compromise myself just to be in this relationship with her. And I was miserable. But I kept saying to myself, you know what? It'll get better. All I got to do is uh, love her a little bit more. You know, we'll talk a little bit more or we'll do something or this and that. But it, it never happened because it wasn't meant to be. You cannot make someone love you. And you know what's crazy? And I'm going to tell you this because it might have happened to you all. A lot of the things that she did and said to me reinforced the trauma I had already went through. The rejection. When I would try to have sex with her, she would push me off of her. This is something I never experienced in my life. No one's ever pushed me. Now, many of you have not seen me. I mean, you can go to my Instagram. Who would push me off of them? And I'm not being conceited. I'm just saying... No one in their right mind would push me off of them, but she did. I still didn't know. Even when I tried to speak to her candidly about it, I never got a reason. So automatically, I thought it was my fault. I was ugly or I did something wrong. She was reinforcing the things that my mother enforced. It was being reinforced and I had no idea. I thought I got over this. I thought it was over with. I thought the trauma was over with. But no. I was basically being told I was a piece of shit again. My feelings didn't matter. What I said, what I thought, and what I felt. Because when I was vocal about it, it wouldn't do anything but turn into an argument. I wasn't heard and I wasn't listened to. And still, I continued to try to make it work. Until I no longer did. Now I have to tell you something. I'm very proud of myself because I ended it. I ended it a couple of times. But at the final time, I ended it. And I knew it was the final time. And it didn't hurt as much as it did the other times. The other times that I would go running back. Or she would come running back to me. This time, there was a finale a finality to it that was different. It still hurt for me. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm big and bad. It hurt only because it was the dying of something, you know, something that you're used to. 
And oftentimes we'll mourn things even when they weren't good for us, just because we're used to them. They were space fillers. Now what am I going to do? I got to get to know somebody else all over again. And then not only that, I went to on a dating site and met somebody who had met her. And this is the second time that it ha- that this had happened. Met someone who she slept with. How her name came up is this person said, I looked familiar. I don't have a very pop. My name is not popular. And then two and two came together and I said, oh, da 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 and they were like, oh, yeah. And it's the second time that it happened. So needless to say, she was she is a piece of shit. But I don't wish her anything good or bad. The purpose of me even bringing that up more in depth is to tell you what we do when we were people who were survivors in trauma. Now, what her issue um, is and was, to be honest with you, I had to call, I didn't have to, but I did. I called the ambulance on her one night because she was sitting there talking about how she was going to kill herself and she was going to die and all these other things. And she was at her house and I was at my house and um, I called them and then she had the nerve to get mad and talk about how the police could have shot her. It was all my fault that I called the police on her, not the police, I called the, I called the ambulance and I guess... They called the police and the fire department with the ambulance, which I had no idea. I, I don't understand why, but I guess that's something that they do. That's protocol. And I was told instead of saying, you know what, baby, thank you for looking out for my for my well-being, because I was really tripping. I was drunk like I always am. Not that she would have admitted that, but I was drunk and I was, you know, feeling a certain type of way and this and that. None of that happened. It was, you bitch, you got these people coming to my house. They could have shot me. You got them looking all through my house. There was a female officer who came. Oh, and by the way, the female officer was kind of cute. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, you really are a piece of shit. I never let anyone else reinforce my trauma before. Like, what the fuck is this? It's it's over. And you can go around and tell people whatever it is that you want about me. I'm blessed. I'm protected and I'm guarded. And whatever you say, it doesn't matter. So I wanted to give you some insight into that because that was a very ugly situation, right? Here I am trying to love and be with somebody who wasn't shit, but they reinforced a lot of my traumas and I she made me feel afraid one time and I had to um, take weapons in the next room because I thought I was going to have to protect myself to the death. This is not normal, people. If someone is making you feel afraid, gaslighting you, gaslighting you, this is exactly what gaslighting is. When someone tries to sit there and make you feel like you're tripping off of what you feel, you might be like, you know what, I just feel like yada, yada, yada. And they're like, well, you're crazy. Well, that's that's not what it means. You know, you're too sensitive. It wasn't me. 
You don't know how to love. This is gaslighting. They try to sit there and make you feel as if you are insane by the feelings that you have. And when you have unhealed trauma, what all it does is reinforce what just happened. And honestly, you can be at the point where you feel like you've actually healed from the trauma. And then when they come with their nonsense, it it just it's sort of like lighting the candle again. And there you go. You got the flame. And then you're like, what the fuck? I thought I was over this. Well, I did tell you that healing is not a straight road. It is up and down and around again. And it's messy. And sometimes when we think that we got all of it out, it resurfaces because these fucking assholes that we decide to let into our lives and let into our space, they let us know or they make us think that, you know what, people really are and shit. And there we go. Close it up again. You deserve more than that. And I know for a fact that there are some good people in this world. There's not many. There's some. There are actually some people who are not um, going to hurt you. And their whole intention is not to sit here and break you down because they feel broken or just for the point of of being assholes. I had to do a report and it really affected me. I'm in graduate school to become a therapist. And um, I wrote about this girl. Um... Ashley Lovelace. I don't know if that's her real name or not, but that was her name on social media. She was 16 years old and she committed suicide. The person, one of the people who used this beautiful, beautiful girl, so gorgeous, beautiful black girl. Um, some of the people who were cyberbullying her, one in particular, this little asshole named Tyler, um after she after she died by suicide he uh had the nerve to say that he didn't have any remorse that he was bored and he'd do it again you don't have to be insane to be a dickhead you don't have to be insane to be an evil person and i think that's something that a lot of people, like society, American society, has us wanting to believe that people who do these kind of deviant behaviors, these disgusting deviant things, they're off their rocker. And that's not necessarily true. You don't have to be insane or even have a mental condition, disorder, personality disorder or anything to be just an evil person. Some people are just evil. And just because you're hurting people doesn't mean that you hurt yourself either. Some people are just evil. So here you are now. And you're trying to figure out how to heal from all the things that you've experienced and things that you've, you've done and how to forgive yourself. Because, oh, nobody tells you. Nobody tells you that. That's part of your healing. <laughs> because many times when we are violated, when we are told and treated badly and, and whatever the case may be, 
we also have to forgive ourselves because a lot of times we ask ourselves over and over, well, why did I stay? Well, why did my body react that way? It's, it might be my fault. I think it was me. No, 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 baby. The forgiveness has, you have got to forgive yourself. And I know I'm sitting here in this, you know, 40-minute podcast episode or however long it ends up being. And I'm sitting here and I'm telling you that you have to forgive yourself. And you're probably like, well, how the fuck do I forgive myself, India? And the only thing I have to tell you is I'm working on it too. One of the first things that you need to understand is that you didn't know what you were doing when you were doing it. You just didn't. You're human. You're human. Now, unless you're one of those people, those deviant people who happen to be listening to this podcast, most likely if you are a deviant, you're not still listening. You probably would have turned this off a long time ago. But let's just say that you are just so you can, you know, act like you're a caring person. So you're trying to learn something. Um, You got to forgive yourself, too. <laughs> you got to forgive yourself, too. It's so difficult. It really is. Trauma. Trauma is, it it puts a mark on your soul. Not even on your brain. It puts a mark. It puts a scar on the internal, on the very, very internal part of who you are. What can you do about that? Well, I can tell you one of the things that you can do is start by going to therapy. Therapy, not your thing. Maybe start going to groups with people who are like you, who have experienced your kind of trauma. Need it be sexual abuse, uh, rape, uh, being in a toxic relationship. You had, you know, a bad divorce. Um, You lost a child. Um, Your partner, you know, did something to your children, whatever kind of trauma it is, if you don't want to go to therapy, then try going to groups or trying to go to a healer or go to church. I err on caution when I say church because there's some churches that you just can't go in and just be like, well, look, this is what happened to me. I need, I need help. It's just that that hasn't been my experience. You have to do a lot of the work when it comes to, I mean, you can pray to God, of course. But if you're not someone who's familiar with him, or you don't know how to hear from him, or you don't know how to read the Bible, or you don't know what you're supposed to say, or anything like that, then you're going to get frustrated, and you're going to be like, well, what am I supposed to do? And then because he may not respond in the way that you expect him to, because you don't know him, then you're going to give up on him. This is your life. And as far as we know, we only get one of it. And so many of us, we have put so much energy into wasted conversations, wasted worries, wasted situations. So many of us. Me too. But you know what I had to do? I had to forgive myself for that. 
and I'm still working on it. I'm I'm almost there, almost 100%. But every now and then, I just kind of get that little oomph, and it's like, damn, why the fuck did I do that? But when you gain understanding and insight about your trauma, about how it affected you, I think that's when, at least for me, that's when I was able to begin to say, you know what? I forgive you, India. I forgive you because you didn't know better. I forgive you because you were trying to look for love and you were looking for it in all the wrong places. And you stayed with someone who was worth a pe- who wasn't even worth, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing. Like, nothing. Nothing. And the one before her was nothing too. So that's when you start to see, uh uh-oh, there's a pattern here, right? Remember I said honesty starts by being real with yourself. So I had to be real with myself and say, "Uh uh-oh, wait, the last two relationships, they both weren't shit. They both were not, um, they both were so toxic. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) in one year, I think it was a year. Yeah, in the span of a year. I had two, two, it was like a year and a couple of months or whatever. Um, Two very short-lived, very traumatic, very toxic relationships with women that were not similar in looks, that were not similar in lifestyle, but were similar in the the fact that they were both addicts, are addicts, one cocaine, one cocaine and alcohol, who lied and was still doing it. They both lied or whatever. And also a couple of other things that they had in common. So I had to sit down and be real with myself and say, well, what is it about me that makes me want to be around people like this? Not, not, not saying what is it about me that makes them want to be around me? What is it about me that makes me? Because I can't speak for them. You cannot speak for them. So don't even try. Speak for yourself. And when you start keeping it real with yourself and you write about this, talk about it, you have to get it out. Do not let this eat you up because I'm telling you, it's going to fucking eat you up. And it's going to, it's like a cancer. It's going to make you fucking sick. No one is worth that. Not one individual on this planet, on, in this universe is worth that. What happened to you wasn't your fault in the beginning. But when you start to know better and you keep repeating the same patterns, it is your fault, honey. You got to stop. And this is only so that you can live a better life with the rest of your life. Trauma chokes you. It takes you places that that some of some of us actually never come back from. I'm not gonna sit here and act like you can work all of it out because some of it, you know, some people just never come back. Some people snap. They break. Some of them are in hospitals and institutions. For the rest of their lives, some of them decided to take their lives. Some of them decided to take the lives of others. Some of them are drinking alcohol every day. 
taking drugs and they're still here, but they're not living. They're existing and they're not happy. There's no joy. There's nothing. It's just like a void. Because they don't want to they don't want to unalive themselves. But they're here. And they're just waiting for that clock to tick. They don't care about their well-being. Because somewhere along the line, they were told or taught or shown that they didn't matter. Whether it was taken from them by rape, by getting beaten up, by being bullied, by being left behind, by being rejected. Somebody ingrained that in you. And listen, there's going to be, when you heal, when you begin a healing process, like I said, it's not straight. You might feel sad one day, angry the next, happy the next, confused the next, angry at yourself, angry at the world, angry at the person, happy, sad, confused, all in one day. And this is why a lot of people avoid it. Because no one really wants to go through all of that shit. So what they do is they avoid it by adding more shit. Drinking. Drugs. But see, the thing is, these things wear off. (laughs) They wear off. There's nothing permanent that you can do to make yourself not feel except that one thing. And some people have taken that. Now, there are other things that people have done, and I have done them as well um, since I was younger, and it's self-harm. I have cut. Um, I was actually taught how to do it, but when I first did it, I was in an all-girls kind of like group home type space, and the, and these females had already done it, and I was just like, it didn't seem weird or odd to me that they were doing it, but they showed me how to take a razor apart and basically do it. And I didn't really understand, but the first time I got very, very upset and I couldn't tell you what it was, but I know that I was very, very upset and I did it. It actually helped release what I was feeling in a physical form. So it was like the pain of that took away the emotional pain. And I was like, oh, well, this is a thing. And then I developed doing that um, through years in my life. And I'm in recovery of that. I don't do that anymore. I hope never, I hope never to do it again. But I can't really make any promises. You see what I'm saying when I tell you? I keep it 100 There is nothing that anyone could ever say about me (laughs) that I wouldn't say myself. But see, I'm going to tell you the truth. They're going to say it in a nasty way. And that ex of mine, the toxic, alcoholic, uh, cheater, no sex having that one, fat bitch with the roaches, she went around telling people that I was cutting up my skin because she was trying to leave me. Not to lie. I cursed her ass. I got to tell you, I wasn't above. I, I unblocked her and cursed her ass out for saying that because it's a lie. But 
if you saw this person, if you had an uh, a uh, encounter, and if you saw me and had an encounter with me, you'd be like, nah, that's a lie. Ain't no fucking way. I would never hurt myself to make someone stay with me. Never. Especially that. It's just not going to happen. Actually, every single person that I've been with, I've actually left them. And I can honestly at least give myself a pat on the back for that part. But I want you to be well. I really do. I really care. I know I don't know any of you personally. Hopefully as these podcast episodes go on and on and stuff like that and you connect with me through social media, I don't have a problem with saying hey back. Hey, what's going on? I don't have a problem with it. Taking your power back, and this is something else that I talked about, is doing things like this. Is being honest and being real and letting other people know. This is how I did it. And maybe you can do it this way too. Or maybe something else will help you. But I don't have any shame. I don't. And I admire people who don't. I really do. Let's take a deep breath. This was some heavy shit. Isn't it? Hmm. This was some heavy stuff. Trauma is a is something else. Something else. But you can make it every day. Every day is a is a is a new day. And I know that sometimes you're going to feel like you don't want to get out of bed and you don't want to do it. But please focus on something that you want to do in this life and let that be the motivation for you. If you have children, let them be a motivation. If you have endeavors that you want to reach and goals, please let that be the thing that you use as motivation. If you just simply don't want to be as fucked up as the people that hurt you, let that be the motivation. You belong here. You're special and your time is not up. You deserve to be here. And those lies that they told you, those things that they tried to say in the past that you're not you're not good enough or you know they took your innocence or they beat you or whatever it is. You know the best revenge to get back at these people? And I'm just being real. It's healing. Because then they no longer have any power over you. Until next time, I thank you so much for just vibing with me and sticking with me through the little bug scare. I want you to be well. And I will talk to you soon. And thank you for listening to She Said What? (laughs) Ciao.